Knowledge is the key. CannabisRadio.com is here to keep you in the know on Just Say No. Did you know there are over 100 medical conditions that can benefit from cannabis therapy? Just Say No talks to patients who have used cannabis to treat their medical symptoms and create a better quality of life. Each week, we will tackle a chronic condition by talking to patients, doctors, and researchers with the goal to helping you live, learn, and thrive. Just say yes to Just Say No. Now here is your host, Ryan Hunt from MJWellness.com. Hello, and thank you for joining us. I'm Ryan Hunt from MJWellness.com, and welcome to Just Say No. Each week here on Just Say No, we evaluate, investigate, and give a thorough look at all the various diseases that cannabis therapy can help. Today on our show, we have Nicole Montanez. Nicole is the founder of the Face of Cannabis Project. The Face of Cannabis Project was founded in 2014. She aims to raise awareness, facilitate change using cannabis oil. The project tells a story of children suffering from cancer, epilepsy, and Dravet syndrome. Hello, Nicole. Can you tell us a little bit about why you started the Face of Cannabis Project? Yes. I started the project to raise awareness for cannabis use in kids with Dravet syndrome because my niece has Dravet syndrome, and I've known the Figgy family, who was featured on CNN. Their daughter, Charlotte, began using three years ago, and it's reduced her seizures by about 90%. And I just wanted to bring a new face to a treatment that I believe has had a really bad stigma for a long time. When I saw that it worked, I thought it was my responsibility to sort of bring that message out to the public. So this is Charlotte of the Charlotte's Web strand of cannabis, right? Yes. Okay, so for our listeners who don't know about that strain, can you tell us a little bit about it and how it started? It's a strain of medical marijuana that is low in THC and high in CBD, which is cannabidiol. It's a neuroprotectant, and it's been proven, well... So, somewhat proven, right? But you can see uh, the effects, right? Right. So Charlotte was having how many seizures was she dealing with? She was having 200 to 300 seizures per week when she started, and she was at the end of the line for treatments. Nothing was working for her anymore. And after her first dose, she went seven days seizure-free. Wow. And her, her story, is she still doing well? You said this was three years ago, right? Yes, and she is still doing very well. She's 99% seizure-free. Wow. And so your niece was also suffering from... Seizures? No, she has Dravet syndrome, right? What can you tell us about that condition? It's an intractable epilepsy, which means that it's nearly impossible to control. Seizures begin within the first year of life, most of the time around three to four months. It's very difficult to control epilepsy. I see. And so your niece, when she started using cannabis therapy, did she start with that strain as well, the Charlotte's Web strain? She started using THCA, and she is not using cannabis at the moment. Okay. So she's not a good, a good um, example to talk about. Okay. I mean, she, I started um, the project for her and because of her and because of the love for her. So she's the inspiration for the project. She is not currently using cannabis. And how does she control her, her seizures? 
She is using pharmaceuticals still. I mean, she's been through everything that that the kids normally are. She's done the she's done the ketogenic diet. She's done. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been on about nine different pharmaceuticals and failed all of them. She is currently trying something else, though. Well, I think it's interesting because we the most mostly we hear about. Um, cannabis being able to control seizures, but does it not work for everybody who's having seizures? Uh, for instance, with Dravet's syndrome, does, did you find that it didn't work for her or it was just something that they didn't want to continue doing? They didn't want to continue, and here's why. When you're talking about starting cannabis therapy for kids with epilepsy, um, most of the time they are already on different pharmaceuticals and oftentimes they're on three, four, five different medications. And Mm -hmm. since there are no clinical studies, parents are not able to get guidance from their neurologist. So they're out there on their own trying to figure this all out and it becomes too much. And, And cannabis will interact with some medications and raise their levels. So then parents need to start titrating down and weaning kids off other medications. And when that starts to happen, the seizures will change. And parents don't Mm. always know the best way to deal with that on their own. Yeah, I think what we hear kind of in the media is, I guess what we assume is that they just stop all pharmaceuticals and they just start with cannabis therapy and the seizures stop. That's kind of, you know, we see videos online about that and we've heard, uh, of course, Charlotte's story, but that's not how it works for for parents who are trying to control these symptoms. No, and you can't just stop a pharmaceutical. It's very dangerous for a child. Yeah. Charlotte was at the end of, you know, every, she tried everything. She was down to one pharmaceutical and it wasn't working. So when we talk about her, that's a different kind of a case. There is no one way to do this, and you can't just stop all pharma. It's too dangerous. Let's talk a little bit about this project so we can understand. So can you tell me just a little bit about the site and your photography and um, what you aim to do with the project? Um, I guess I should start by saying that when when I first decided to do this project, there were around 50 kids in Colorado who were using cannabis therapy. And what I wanted to do was put a new face on medical marijuana because the stigma attached to it has not had a very good reputation for, you know, all of these years. Yeah, Um, yeah. So I wanted to bring a new face forward and put the kids at the forefront and show people that, you know, this was a viable treatment and these were children. And they were children just like your children, my children, and they Mm -hmm. deserved a, a chance to try something that could work. So I began doing portraits, and mm. I wanted them all to be the same. I wanted lit the same, look the same. I quickly found out that with these kids, you can't do that. I wanted all of the portraits to look the same and be lit the same and have a uniform appearance. But with these kids, you can't really do that. And I quickly found out that I just let them take the project where they wanted I got to 50 kids, I got to 60 kids, and kids kept coming to Colorado to use this therapy. So the project just continued, and it continues to grow because now I am traveling to other states where yeah. they need legislation and photographing their children as well. So are these parents coming to you, and they want to tell their story? In the beginning, I 
reached out to them and I was going to support groups and asking them mm-hmm. to be a part of the project. But as it continued to grow, I began getting messages from different parents. So yes, now as it stands, I go where I'm invited and I yeah. shoot kids who their parents want them to be a part of the project. Gotcha. And I, I feel like, you know, when we talk about cannabis therapy and kids, there's a really big gut reaction right away among people who don't understand it. Do you feel like there's more of an acceptance today than there was maybe a few years ago? Definitely there is more of an acceptance, but I'm a little bit cautious when I say that because I still run into people who, A, have never heard of using cannabis for kids, B, don't agree with it. And I see people who are trying to say that it doesn't work and bring it back because they're, they're seeing that it's gaining momentum. So while it's more accepted, it's still not where it needs to be. Yeah, I can imagine you probably get a little bit of pushback from people with your project, but the site is beautiful. All the photographs are in, in black and white, and you intend to make that an art installation as well at some point, right? Yes. I'm having each portrait printed on a metal panel, 12 by 18, and then I will connect them together and do a sort of a floating wall, so like a freestanding or hanging wall at some point. I hope that it will travel across the country. Uh, We need to take a break now, but when we come back, we're going to talk to the parent of one of the children that Nicole has profiled with her project. We will be right back once you get to know our sponsors. Dr. Dabber, hurry! Its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up! I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct! Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber. Doctor's orders. Less heat, Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Candid. I want to give you the inside story. Captivating. I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly talented friends. Compelling. We get to meet some of the most amazing cannabis activists and warriors around. Listen in as medical marijuana pioneer Dr. Dina shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. I want to share with you what was once confidential information. Let's expose the truth, discuss the issues, and learn the facts. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. Just Say No, spelled K-N-O-W, is back with more conversation about curing and healing with cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Just Say No. I'm Ryan Hunt from MJWellness.com. We're here with Nicole Montanez from the Face of Cannabis Project. We've been discussing Nicole's personal experience with her niece, Haley. 
And joining us for this segment is Kim Clark. Welcome, Kim. Hello, Ryan. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. So your child is named Caden. Can you tell us a little bit about what Caden's condition is? Sure. Caden has a different catastrophic epilepsy from Haley. It's called Lennox-Gastaut syndrome. He, like Dravet syndrome, it is one that you don't want to have. He was, we were basically, before we went to Colorado, after seeing a lot of, after seeing Charlotte Figgy on CNN and a lot of the children with the Faces of Cannabis project, we were just sort of living, waiting on the seizure that would take his life. There was just no other option. We had exhausted, you know, every sort of medication. We had been through 17 different medicine combinations, two extreme diets that mimic starvation. He had had two different brain surgical procedures where we removed the right front portion of his brain and severed the two hemispheres all to a post-operative stroke. And there was just nothing. There was just no hope. There was just nothing for Caden. Hope had become a dangerous thing for his father and I. We saw the figgies and seeing these kids that uh, the Faces Project was, was featuring and we became very challenged by that, thinking, okay, okay, are we going to do this? Are we going to go to Colorado and try this crazy thing? His, his dad is actually a, a, a narcotics cop for the city of Atlanta. And, oh, my gosh, really? <laughs> yeah, he's actually okay. the drug custodian for all the, um, yeah, he's actually the drug custodian for all the confiscated narcotics in the city of Atlanta. So it was oh, kind right. of a, it was a, Okay. Yeah, and so the Face of Cannabis Project became became very important for us because as we it started really telling the story for us, we started seeing these kids, and it really started helping us identify these are just normal people, normal kids with normal families, and so it really did speak to us. Yeah, so we packed up our stuff and moved to Colorado and started treating our son with cannabis, wow. with 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 very little hope, to be honest with you. Yeah, you said hope is a dangerous thing in this case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So jumping back, how old was Caden at this point when you moved to Colorado? Ten years old. Ten years old. And is this something that he had suffered with his whole life? Yes, from birth. Okay. The day he was born, he had his first seizure. And yeah, his first, his very first baby picture, he's having a seizure. So this, wow. So this, and how often were the seizures? It had been a different increments at different times. He was up to, you know, at 1.3 to 500 a day. Um, when we left for Colorado, he was, you know, anywhere from so many different types of seizures, but he could have upwards of 100, 150 a day. It just depended on the day. Wow. So this is a, a full-time job for you. Yeah, absolutely. Again, we were just waiting on the seizure that would take his life. I mean, I know that sounds very dark and very crass to say, but it just became a way of life. You know, we were told early on that, between 7 and 12, these kids meet expiration, and that's not my word, that's, you know, the medical yeah. word. They meet expiration age. You know, we were just trying to give them the best quality of life that we could give them, and there was no quality of life. When you're seizing all day, every day, and you're meded out, medicated out to basically yeah. nothing, there's just nothing. There's no quality of life. So you tried 17 different pharmaceuticals, you used. Did, did any of that help? I guess not. No, I mean, there would be, you know, right out the gate, you would do, you know, you, you might see a little bit of a change or an evolution in the seizures, and you would hope, you know, you would think, oh, gosh, maybe this is good, but it would sort of trough out, and things would sort of mellow out, and you'd be right back to something, you know, new, but he was a full-time helmet-wearing child because he would have these drop mm-hmm. attacks that looked like somebody would, you know, slam his head to the floor, so no, we never really saw any real differences, no, not at all. It started getting progressive, actually. So, so before you moved to Colorado... Did you try cannabis at all, or you just heard about this and said, we have to go to Colorado to try it? No. Because I can't imagine I mean, Georgia is a very accepting place right no. now. 
No, I had okay. talked to a couple of legislators. I always quote them in the in, in our Georgia accent. No way, darling, never not happening here. And my husband being, again, a narcotics cop, you know, we weren't definitely going to be trying it illegally. I mean, we, we oh, definitely yeah. buy the book kind of people. So we packed up our stuff and moved to Colorado. Um, again, we got convinced by, it was actually his 14-year-old brother that said, listen, we removed his frontal lobe. Who are we if we don't try this plant? <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, we yeah. cut into his head, who are we if we don't try this plant? You know, and that, that became a real mantra for us going out there. And we did. And again, we were hopeless. I mean, we really were. We were, we were doing it based on, to be honest with you, the 14-year-old. We didn't have a lot of hope for Caden's life anymore. It's just we knew that we had to try for our family, Caden, the 14-year-old. I mean, you know, that's a challenging thing when you're 14-year-old because who are you if you don't try? So we packed up and we went. We thought at best if we got a 40, 50% reduction, it'd be a mir- like a miracle, a miracle beyond yeah. miracles. And Caden <laughs> is, I mean, beyond, 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 beyond miracles. Right now, Caden's working at an 85 to 90% reduction rate, and we are just absolutely shocked. I mean, just shocked. Wow. We can't, I mean, we just saw our neurologist, the, the, the guy that's treated Caden all 10 years of his life. We just got back to Georgia since legislation was changed. And I mean, he uh-huh. used a sentence, and his exact sentence was, I, I mean, I just can't believe these results. This is not even the same kid. Wow. I'm so happy for him. There were tears. It was an awesome homecoming. Wow. So what, what was the process like when you got to Colorado? Did you have to figure out what to take? And he was on medication. Did he have to come off of that medication? What right. were the effects immediate? Like, what was it like? Right. Okay. I want to first say, Caden is not cured. Yeah. It's not a miracle. Still has epilepsy. It is a process. And you don't, I tell you what, the best results I've seen from anybody are parents that do it slow and low and follow medical guidance. Okay. And there's not a lot out there. There's not a lot. But you follow the same protocols you followed all along. And there is guidance. You know, I, I was with the realm of caring and I followed their schedule with going up on medications. And that was just very slow. But as far as titrating medications, Caden was on a lot of pharmaceuticals when we got into town. A lot. Five different ones, in fact. I did not. My goal was never to get off pharmaceuticals. My goal was just to see if we could attain seizure control. And once we attained that amount of seizure control that we did, I started going down very slowly. Very, very slowly. So just Mm -hmm. as you would go up on pharmaceuticals without making it too long a story, as slowly as you would go up, we went down twice as slowly. It took over a year and a half to start going down. And he's still not completely off pharmaceuticals because it's not something you don't just rip that Band-Aid off. Again, as Nicole said, it's very dangerous. How did you find a physician to work with in, in Colorado that would incorporate this into his pharmaceutical therapy? It was hard. It was hard. They're not excited about it, but there are a few. And okay. we, just have to, we have a network of people that will talk about it. The realm of caring is, is with our resource. I'm not trying to sell just one thing. There are several of them, but I can only speak to the one that I used. And the realm of caring was a, an excellent resource in helping me find. You know, it's a parent network. And the parents share okay. a lot of information with each other about, you know, what doctors will help you. Dr. Margaret Getty was very helpful in finding, helping me find resources. And she was very helpful also there in Colorado. And since moving back to Georgia, tell me a little bit about the laws in Georgia so we're all on the same page. Can you use CBD oils there? Is that what's allowed? Or You know, the states, are, especially in the South, they're moving very slowly. It is a, uh, it is a high CBD, low THC, though we did get 5% THC, which is a relatively better 
percents that have been gotten as far as the law changes, but there are just eight conditions that is applicable to. But again, keep in mind when I left here a uh, year and a half ago, you know, the governor himself yeah. was saying, no way, not happening. No, ma'am, not in this state. So we have come a long, long way. So what do you think happened in Georgia from the time you left from Colorado? What changed? Why do they accept this now? The children, the children's stories. People began following the children and their stories. And just like in Georgia, just like it did federally, the children's stories affected the legislators. And it was the children and their stories. I imagine your story was a, probably a big part of that as well. Sure. Caden's story, along with, you know, uh, several others, made a huge impact along the way. Absolutely. And you talk about parents' networks where they can discuss cannabis therapy. And maybe this is a question for you, Nicole, but there are these networks of parents out there. And I was wondering if you had any that we could refer our listeners to. Sure. Epilepsy Parent Cannabis Support Group on Facebook. The ROC.us is a great resource. It's the Realm of Caring's website. Okay, great. So we need to take a break, but when we come back, we'll talk about dosing and what challenges families have when considering cannabis therapy. We will be right back once you get to know our sponsors. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds, to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at CarterInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Carter Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. That's 844-421-3560. MJWellness.com, the largest medical marijuana community in the world. Connect with thousands of patients, doctors, industry leaders, and businesses through shared personal experiences along our worldwide network. Discover new therapies and benefits with content tailored to you. Come grow your network on mjwellness.com. You're not alone. Your wellness matters. Learn, live, and thrive. Check out mjwellness.com today. Growing green to generate more green. Hello to all you happy herbalizers, smiling, trippy hippies, and everyone who believes in freedom and tolerance. This is The Grow Show, and I'm Kyle Cushman. From food to fuel, from remedy to resource. Welcome my guest, Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja. Let me ask you, right now I hear your lighter clicking. Are you smoking indoor, or are you smoking sun-grown? What am I smoking? I'm smoking concentrate. <laughs> Way to get out of the answer there. So you're truly like the, the, the king, right? You just have you just clap your hands and somebody brings you a bowl and you're all set, right? Mm, I wish that were the case. <laughs> the Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Just Say No, spelled K-N-O-W, is back with more conversation about curing and healing with cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com. 
Welcome back. I'm Ryan Hunt from MJWellness.com, and we've been sharing some of the stories from the families that Nicole has worked with. Kim, I wanted to ask you, you know, being a father myself, my initial reaction to thinking about cannabis as therapy was how it affected the kids. Do they get high? Is that a concern? Uh, When we're talking about oils, we're talking about high CBD oils. What kind of effect does it have? Well, I could tell you the most exciting thing that we're personally experiencing and that a lot of the kids are is that my 10-year-old is sober for the first time in his life because of this treatment. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Okay. Yeah, because of the medications he's been on, his whole life are actually pharmaceuticals that have made him medicated and have made him high his whole life. He's really lived sort of listless and and just medicated out and doped up. There are benzos, a lot of them, and antipsychotics. My kid is, for the first time in his life, antipsychotic and and almost completely benzo-free. So the irony is is that my son is sober for the first time because of this treatment in (laughs) 10 years. That's a great answer. You know, I'd never even considered that. Mm-hmm. That is true. I'm getting to know my 10-year-old for the first time because of this treatment. Mm. What does he say about it? Can he communicate the way, you know, to you what the experience has been like for him? Well, he was non-vocal, and he's learning. One of the best ways to describe it in the way Caden did, in fact, there's a board hanging in a friend of ours office, he went to the doctor a year later and he was so proud to go and he sat across from the doctor and he looked at her and he said, I better, B-E-D-D-E-R, <laughs> I better. And this is a non-vocal child. It's completely wow. non-communicative. And he says, I better. So you know what? Wow. There you go. That's the best way to tell you, I better. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's great. Let mm-hmm. me ask you just a little bit about Dosing. I mean, we're we're not doctors, no. but your experience with your child could kind of give us an idea. Do you? What do you use? Is it a tincture or mm-hmm. what? What do you use? It is. It is a tincture. It's um, an oil. I use a coconut based oil. It's okay. exactly what it smell. It smells and looks exactly what you would think it smells and looks like. It's yeah. marijuana, a hemp. It smells and looks <laughs> like that. Um, I pull it up into a little bitty syringe. We're definitely not smoking marijuana with our kids. I want to say that because I do get that question a lot. Are you blowing marijuana into your kids? But no, we're not doing that. And I just give him a drop in his mouth or two in his mouth. And I do that twice a day. Sometimes it's three times a day, depending on how your child needs to be treated. It depends on how they, you know, their body absorbs it. And um, I just oh. give him that twice a day, and that's it. Just like any other medication, I would give. Wow, that's that's really interesting. I would have thought it would be a lot more that you'd have to give them, like hourly or something like that. But you're saying no, no. no it depends. Twice. It depends on the child. But I know, yeah. you know, the children that I know that are on the the Charlotte's Web product, the most is three times a day. Okay. Do you know what the ratio of CBD to THC is in the tinctures that you're giving? The one I am giving Caden is a, I'm giving him a 50 milligram solution of CBD and he's taking, right now, Caden is on 105 milligrams a day. So it's a very, very low amount that he's taking. Oh, that's interesting. And parents who are thinking about doing this, do you have any advice for getting started, you know, obviously they need to be in a state where it's legal, but just, would you suggest working with a physician and figuring out what the dosage should be or just starting out slow? 
Yes, I would suggest whoever you're getting your medicine from, I would suggest that you work with them because, you know, they know the profile of what you're getting. And I also always suggest that you're working with a doctor. We never suggest anyone. You should never be working with a sick child without a doctor, ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. I mean, just never, ever, ever work outside of a doctor. I don't think anybody, anybody who suggests that is probably going to lead you the wrong way. Okay. Well, Kim... And Nicole, thank you so much. We're out of time for this week. I wanted to thank you for joining us for this edition of Just Say No. A special thank you to Nicole and to Kim and to the producers of this show for making it possible. You can download episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and very soon iHeartRadio. Also, you can follow the show on Facebook and Google+. For more information about our guests and to read more about the patients using marijuana to control their symptoms, please go to mjwellness.com. And you can visit Nicole and visit her Face of Cannabis project at faceofcannabis.wordpress.com or you can just type in Face of Cannabis on Facebook. Join us next week on Just Say No when we'll tackle cannabis therapy and how it is being used to treat addiction. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.